0: Improvement. Happy New Year! As promised, I am back, baby. I have a really fabulous first guest of the year. Um, my friend Tony, who I am still not sure if she wants me to use her last name or not. Uh, love Tony. In a lot of ways, we're really similar and we can just talk forever, which is why we talked for two hours and 43 minutes. So I have gone ahead and split this into two episodes. So the second half will drop one week from today. So easy fix. If you go ahead and hit subscribe, it'll automatically end up in your podcast app. Uh, On Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. We talk a lot about um, family, marriage, and, you know, kind of this idea that we are enough and we should be more compassionate with ourselves. We talk about goal setting. Um, This one ends right after we discuss... The top three things that Tony is looking to improve this year. And next week's episode will resume with a news article that I picked out regarding how to keep your New Year's resolutions. And I think that's pretty interesting. So I really love talking to Tony. I hope that you guys enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoyed recording it. Welcome to 2020. You are the first guest of the new year, maybe the best. I don't know. Uh, We'll see. You'll certainly be the best for the next two weeks, (laughs) minimally. I am here uh, with my reluctant friend, Tony. Hello. Uh, I met Tony maybe four years ago. Yeah. So not a super long friendship, but she did speak at my wedding because I was melting down <laughs> and I needed someone who could keep it together. And I think she did a great job. Well, thank you so much. And if you get married again, <laughs> you have to let me speak at your wedding. I don't know if again. you knew that was the, yeah. the uh, trade-off you were making when you did it, but. Uh, no, I'd be honored, but I'm never getting married again. So. Well, what was that? No, you say oh, that now. I say that. Now. Um, So, Tony, I sent you the questions that I like to ask people. Um, I'm I'm not sure
1: like how off topic we can go because I have a comment on that. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. You sent me this at 10 o'clock last night.
0: Well, look, I did know that you were going to be (laughs) asleep because I know that you're an early riser unlike myself. I'm trying to improve, Tony. I had a version of this before that was not as good. And so part of refreshing the podcast, I wanted to have like a better, more inclusive thing to send to people so they could have more of an idea. Because before it just said like icebreaker questions, but it didn't let you know like sort of in what vein they might be. Sure. But you know these these can be off the top too people people like <laughs> your your first reactions i want i want to know ya so i'm going to start with what is my favorite and maybe no one else's favorite question but i think it says a lot about a person what is your favorite emoji uh so my most used
1: and i annoy even myself with this is the thumbs up I overuse it. Mm -hmm. I'm always thumbs upping everyone. Mm -hmm. I need something to replace Mm -hmm. it. I don't know what that is yet. High five. I don't know. Uh, That's my most used. My favorite, though, would be, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I overall love emojis. Who doesn't love emojis?
0: A lot of people don't love emojis. Really? I found out, yes. In the course of um, your cat is using my laptop to (laughs) scratch... Herself? No, she's cute. Um, I just want to make sure it's not making a loud sound. Um, Yeah, people, there are people who don't like emojis and there are more people, I think, who see them as like a utilitarian, like, yeah, I'll give the thumbs up because that's an easy, like, okay, you just press it. Um, But yeah, some people are not getting into the real depths of emojis that I like to use. Um what's your favorite? Have you already covered that. I don't know if anyone's asked me that. Um you know, I would have to say I think that I use the like laughing with the cry on the side eyes a uh, lot. Yep. Because I think that that's helpful when there's like not context of like is this a lighthearted thing you're saying? Like yes. especially even with like clients and stuff if I can just throw that in there. Then it lets them know that I, uh, you know, it's lighthearted. So I use that a lot. I use the heart eyeballs a lot, Um, but I don't don't know if that's my favorite. Let me see. I've thought of
1: one. Well, not just one. I also use the laughing one, but my actual probably second most used is a combination of crying laugh emoji and then sob emoji like yeah I feel like so much of my life especially in the last year has been I'm laughing I'm crying
0: and I'm crying (laughs) I'm laughing
1: so I don't cry I I agree
0: I mean honestly I'm looking at my frequently used and I don't know it's showing me the music symbol I don't think I've ever used that I don't know the crab crab. oh no I do use that one to symbolize white claws. (laughs) They, it's a lobster, sorry. It's oh. a, I am having a white claw at Tony's house. And this is an aside. Yes, we're getting off topic very early. But maybe strangers listen to this. I guess I don't know. I think it's mostly people who know me, though. And if you know me, you know I love a white claw. And Tony was offering me a beverage. <laughs> She's like, oh, I have this, like, whatever thing in here, a white claw. You should check the expiration. <laughs> How do you have this in your house and you don't drink it? Do you not enjoy White Claws?
1: I like, I, so I am a seasons person. So I like, you know, right now it's cold outside. Mm. White Claws, not for me. Mm, mm-hmm. I am drinking the red wine. I'm drinking, uh, uh like a Irish, what's that? Cream, Irish cream. Mm. I bought a really fancy one. Um, and then in the summer, you know, we go to Rosé. I'll drink mm-hmm. some White Claw's. Mm-hmm. Depends. But White Claw's the only uh, type, that type of drink that I like. I don't like the oh, the yeah. other ones. The it's
0: far inferior. Although, controversial statement, mm-hmm. I have not bought them, but I did try it at Total Wine. Because I, I was like, I got to try this. There's no way this is good. The Natural Light Hard Seltzer. Like Natty Light? Yes. Like, it is oh. not bad. It is <laughs> not bad I was huh. fully ready to hate it and it's so much cheaper I still haven't pulled the trigger on buying any but I was very surprised but huh. like the truly has a taste that's almost like uh like artificial sweetener or something to me like I don't yeah I did not like the and Trulis. then that yeah. was the first one I tried so that took me a long
1: time to try the yeah White well it's just not I'm a wine and a I lager know
0: kind of gal yeah I know and I enjoy a beer but the carbs are so they're so hard on me Erica doesn't eat bananas I don't eat bananas do you know how many carbs are in a banana Tony I did not until you told me this is what I feel like people don't understand about my life I have gained a a fair amount of weight over the last year, and in general, I've never been a stick thin person. And I think that people like see me, and they're like, "Well, she works out a lot. She must eat like a monster because she's not super skinny." No, I don't eat like a monster. I could not tell you the last time I ate a fucking banana. <laughs> like, I truly <laughs> couldn't. I maybe you need to eat bananas. No, maybe you're, no your way.
1: Whole thing is twisted. No, it comes because... from the earth. It's our friend. That's my.
0: Over the last, like, so I would say since we went to Rome until, like, the end of the year, it was more or less like a free-for-all, my version of a free-for-all. And I gained a ton of weight. And I, it boggles my mind because I truly think other people eat like this all the time. Like, for me, it's like, oh, I had a sandwich with bread. Or I had some rice. Like, I'm living <laughs> the wildlife. It's not like I was eating fast food. Right. My body... It just hates me, Tony. It's oh. it's fighting it's fighting me every step of the way. I think that if you ate like I eat for like 2 weeks, I'd be so angry because you'd be like, "I'm so fit and skinny and yeah. it just my pounds melted <laughs> off." You strike me as that type of person who doesn't have to try so hard.
1: Um not until I was older for sure but it's a struggle for me now obviously I have also gained a lot of weight this year and um you know up until I had kids when I was 30ish 31 I didn't have I ate cheeseburgers I drank all the beers I drank you know I did whatever I wanted to do kept up with the dudes and I was fine you know no, no nothing and uh now I've had children now I'm over 40 and um it's a definite change and like amongst my friends who are over 40 now we're like why everything is now and now it's like a secondary change right like first it was hard to exercise to lose weight Mm -hmm. and now it was like oh we really got to watch our diets then it was now though it's like no there is this thickness that is mysterious and you're just like uh, I don't even know I don't even know how to approach this. And being someone who lived thirty years without having to exercise and being thin, it's I don't know what to do. I don't know like I what you I didn't know how many carbs were in a banana. You know, I don't really even know the difference between carbs and gluten, to be honest. And people might freak out about that, but I just you're right. I didn't. And if I did cut the carbs, you're right. I would be very thin. Probably. It's hard to say now that I'm at this new brave new
0: body stage <laughs> new i know body I, know. I think maybe my body is just like 10 10 years into the future maybe, maybe that's, that's what's it. happening yes. because i feel like that has already happened to me where like yeah it used to be like okay if you hit the gym like you'll be pretty okay and yeah. now it's like oh no i'm i'm always at the gym yeah. i am in gym clothes right now because i just yeah. came from the gym yeah you and do you uh, are, and you do a variety of things too so that's that's it's... usually <laughs>
1: really conducive to being
0: genetics are very bad i am fighting an uphill battle but this is my year tony this (laughs) This is is, this is my year because i i think that at the end of the year i had a wake-up call the past few years it's like yeah i'm never as skinny as i want to be but like my clothes always fit like they might be a little tired one day and whatever but like yeah, I pretty much live in stretch pants because mm. my pants mm. ain't, they ain't fitting. <laughs> they ain't fitting. And it's, and I refuse to buy bigger pants because sure. I'm like, absolutely Same. not. No, no, no. We are, we are, we are on in. our way back down. Yeah. So, yeah. and just generally, I truly feel better when I eat well, like as much as bad things might taste good. Like I feel gross after I, I agree. eat like that. I agree. I agree go on these vacations with my girlfriends
1: and, and, you know, a lot of the people that I travel with are from my book club and our book club is more like an eating and drinking club now than a book club, like so many of them. Um, but you know, we went to new Orleans for my 40th birthday and you know, the food there is wonderful. Yes.
0: It's amazing. And
1: diverse. But day two, I was like, I need some vegetables please like everything was like heavy and fried and I just can't that's not for me yeah you know?
0: it yeah it feels gross to me in the same yeah. like if I don't go to the gym I just like I don't feel good and it's crazy to me that like they're not even just there are people probably the majority of Americans just like don't go to the gym yeah. and just like eat whatever and I'm yeah. like do you just feel gross
1: all no the time? I don't think they eat whatever I mean I just read the other day that like the the percentage of women that are overweight or obese is like 76% or something like that. So it's not most people. I think most people, you know, maybe if they tried harder might have a better, you know, results than you're dealing with right now. But I think that most people are eating whatever they want and being fat, which is, you know, I don't, you know, I have daughters. We don't use the fat word as a negative Mm -hmm. term, you know, that's, it is, you know. This is this is my body now. And
0: and is there fat on it? Yes, there is. And, you know. Yeah, I think it's such a hard line. Obviously, I you know, I do not have children, but I do think about that boys and girls where I have friends and family where, you know, their kids are getting to an age and they're starting to put on weight. And it's like, man, how do you like not screw them up about their body image but like, also be like, hey, yeah.
1: Incur- yeah,
0: you know, like, you shouldn't start to be overweight at eight because that's going to be like a lifetime, yeah, of hardship. It's so hard. Um, so you know, they are
1: now. You know, they give you these charts, mm-hmm. and your your they they chart your growth of your child over the years, and um, they do like the BMI thing very early on. I have a girlfriend who's son they've been telling him he's obese since he was oh like 3 and this kid will he like it's his birthday and he's turning 6 and he wants to go for sushi like he will eat he eats healthy his father is a chef like preparing all these wonderful mm-hmm. meals he's one of the most active kids i know he's a big kid but that's his genetics that's yeah. who he is he's a big kid he, ru- he runs he exercises he plays baseball but you then are in this doctor's office and it's so discouraging to to see them. No one's ever, my older daughter, we, her nickname's The Beast, but partially because she was a giant. She's, she was over 11 pounds when she was born, but partially because she screamed like, wah, ah, yeah. like a monster instead of crying. Um, But she was a big gal. Uh, you know, on that chart they give you, her line was way above all the other lines and But my doctor was awesome. She never gave any judgment. She just said, you know, here's where the line is. Here's where she is. You know, obviously this isn't, you know, perfect, a perfect system to determine it. If she's overweight or needs to change. Is she playing outside? Is she eating things, fruits and vegetables? Great. That's good for now. We'll, We'll revisit it. Whereas my friend's experience was, he's obese. He needs to be on a diet, and that message is sent yeah. to that kid, and it can't be, you know, it's not good. And to that matter, this is like one of your questions: is what's my? I'll just skip to it. Yeah. So since we're so uh, off topic I, already, th- yeah, of the was emoji, something about my accomplishments, and of course, like every mother, it's my children. But um, there's some specific things about motherhood that I'm like, okay. I'm doing this right like so we're we're mom shamed all the time there's all this like judgment constantly Uh, but there have been some things that I'm like I am doing something right hallelujah and for example my my the beast is now 12 and which is a tough time for girls Mm -hmm. right and and she's got some you know things going for her she's tall her dad is tall she's thin um but She's always had this like self confidence in her body. Like Mm -hmm. she will stand in this, she will kill me if she hears this. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Where she looks in the mirror and she, you can tell she likes what she sees. Mm -hmm. And the other day she said to me, she's like, I am really happy. I've just been having this like real body confidence. What's
0: the (sighs) word? What's the term that
1: people use? Um, Body positivity. That's what she said to me. I'm just really body positive right now. I'm just loving (laughs) being in my body.
0: And I'm like,
1: alleluia. You know, this is pat on my back for, for you know, whatever part I played in that.
0: Yeah, I think that's like the hardest, the hardest thing. I mean, I, you know, I don't, I guess I've never asked my mom if she listens to my podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really? It's the first no. person I would send it to. I don't think that she does because she doesn't really like understand any technology. So I don't think she would like mm. even and she's not that old. She's just really leaning into like, sure. No, no tech. Yeah. Um, but my mom has been overweight forever and I do not think that any, I mean, I just had, I was a real, I was free range child before, Mm -hmm. uh, there was very little eyes on me as a child and somehow I just like sort of self-corrected and like, I was always thin as a kid and just like a whatever and it was Mm -hmm. fine. But I'm trying to desperately find this picture um, because I sent this picture to Nicole, I was looking through some stuff and it's a picture of me in high school and I truly cannot believe how thin I am. Like I still have an ass and thighs, but like from (laughs) the belly button up, I look like christian bale in the machinist it is horrifying like i'm caved in (laughs) on myself it is no boobs and i truly it was 15 or 16 absolutely did not feel like a skinny person right then like i and uh here i'm gonna show it to tony this won't do anything for the rest of you but uh maybe this is one of those parts that we cut out that's not even recognizable. No, it's not. I also have Your like hair no is, hair. Yeah.
1: And the angle. But
0: like, yeah. it's gross. I probably uh-huh. weighed like.
1: What year is this? Is this is this like the 90s.
0: No, oh. Tony, I'm not that old.
1: Oh. Well, I am. Uh,
0: Oh, okay. three. So I was 16. And uh, yeah, I had like <laughs> I just like I think that first of all, if we can get really off topic, which we already very much are. Is there like a timer going? Butts? Well, I know how long we've been okay. talking. Okay. There's not a timer per se, but I can see it. 18 okay. minutes. Okay. Um, time's up. I butts have not been in vogue that long, and I think that all of us that naturally have big butts, yeah. Is it a great time now? Sure. Yeah. Was it a great time as a child with a giant butt? Absolutely not. Yeah. Because it was not cool. It was You're not right. fashionable. Is <laughs> the clothes were not made for that. It was made for like thin, yeah. thin, yeah. thin, and so I think that that was a big part of it. Was like, well, I have to buy like bigger pants than mm-hmm. my peers. So like, obviously, I'm not skinny, and now yeah. I look back on like, first of all, I don't look good. I'll I'll post this picture on the Instagram. That's what a good podcaster would say. Um, you should post this. picture I'm gonna on post Instagram. it. Uh, but like, I'll send you
1: one of me when yeah. I was like 21 that I just came yeah. across. To. Oh my
0: gosh, it's just like I can't. Like, first of all, that's not a healthy weight for a person of that size. Like, it doesn't look good. It's very unappealing because there's no muscle at all under there. I didn't play sports in high school. I was just like, nah, I'm a, <laughs> with skin and bones. Um But like, yeah, I probably weighed like in the 120s. That is yeah. literally not a size that my body could physically be. Right. Sure. Because I have like muscles to it's carry my fat though. body you have around. To pr- understand
1: that like. I see this looking at my children as they're growing like yeah she's about to be in high school very Mm -hmm. soon and I can tell kind of what size she'll be when she gets there she will not be that way forever like yeah. it is I mean it's a different when you're growing into it versus when you're trying to get yeah. back. To, there's just no you can't you gotta
0: let it go yeah it's like no and I would be. never want to but it's like so heartbreaking to think of like 16 year old Erica and like yeah. this tiny body being yeah. like oh but I'm not thin enough yeah. like oh how gross how yeah. gross the picture I think my mom sent it to
1: me so I must have been like 20 19 or 20 in the picture and we went to Hawaii and I was in the midst of like almost didn't go with my family because we were not getting along Mm. all of that like Mm -hmm. oh I'm not gonna go to Hawaii because I am a angsty teenager but um I I was an athlete and I was fit I had six-pack abs and like strong thighs so I had the body that's in vogue kind of now or like recent in the Mm -hmm. more recent years to be that strong fit like people would be like do you lift weights and i and i'm like this is that was my body i was an athlete and i hated it i was like i feel like a boy i you know and now Mm -hmm. i would kill you know now that's
0: oh my god i know right
1: you know and or it was now it is getting a little you know the thicker the the booty is a little Mm -hmm. more you know like you said accepted embraced loved but
0: but that's the sad part about is it. like oh, are you just, like you're gonna wait until your yeah. body shape becomes Don't in worry. vogue and to, to, like yourself... is my decade yeah oh I can't wait once yeah. um when I lived in China my and I was thinner than I was he- uh, now but of course at the time I still didn't like sure of course uh, obviously that's what they say yeah that's one of the things they say is
1: love who you are now because someday you're gonna look back at yeah. it and be like oh I know Look, that face didn't have any wrinkles.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be 80 and like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, But my African friend from Nigeria was like, oh, no, Erica, you have like the perfect body shape for Africa. And I was like, oh, I need need to take myself to Africa immediately. He was like, oh, yes, this is we don't like people too skinny. Like this is this is. A1 in Africa and I was like oh (laughs) why am I in China China where everyone's like every day like you're so fat though I'm like oh cool awesome thanks are you sure you want those egg rolls um yeah no Chinese people are very uh blunt about fatness they have both very high standards of what is Mm -hmm. fat or not fat and they just every fat Chinese kid at least boys is Pongza, Like, that's the nickname, which is basically fatty. Oh. Like, oh. just like every. <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> if every fat American boy's nickname was just yeah. like, hey, come here, fatty, come on. <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah, he's the no. fat one. Yeah. So, oh. oh, we've gotten very off track. What? Okay. Oh, oh, let me ask Let's you another reverse. question here. Let's reverse. Um, hmm.
1: That we've only done one icebreaker. Well,
0: you kind of, you talked about your accomplishments. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you ever shoplifted? This has been a hot topic Ooh. in my friend circle recently. Ugh. Yes, I have. Yes. Was it recently? No.
1: Okay. Not intentionally. I'm pretty sure I've rolled out of Target with some. Oh yeah. But know, that's that's pack a diet yeah. coke under the, accidental yeah.
0: accidental shoplifting. And doesn't now count. I would
1: go back. Now I would be like, I left without paying for this diet coke because I'm so obsessed with my karma. But yeah. See me too. I little, but I wasn't.
0: I recently learned that the vast majority of my friends I mean, I think this a gray area, but like frequently shoplift. Whoa. Yes. Like intentionally. Intentionally. What? Like um a uh, a hot topic has been like taking loose screws at Home Depot hmm. and just being like, Yeah, I don't need to pay ten cents per screw for this. I'm gonna take these five screws I need. Huh. Or um, like a lot of grocery store stuff, like, oh, I don't wanna pay that much for ginger. I'm just taking this. Oh. Yeah. So not wow. like massive shop My I- eyes are I- open. I-, I had the same reaction and everyone's just like, Oh no, you're the weirdo that you don't shoplift. And then other people are like, No, I wouldn't but here's the real question because I have an answer to this and I think your answer is gonna be the same. If you knew you wouldn't get caught, would you shoplift from, let's say, they're also very adamant that it's never like a mom and pop, you know, a large, big box. My answer is
1: no, I would not. Yeah, I also would yeah. not.
0: I, yeah. although the other day I did think about shoplifting in Marshalls.
1: What what was it?
0: Uh, it was a shirt and it wasn't about the money in any it was so hot in the mall of america i was in the mall of america so and it was like a nice day outside so i think that just like something was not calibrated right with their heating system and it was just sweltering hot and i needed to get this shirt for tim for a party that we were going to and the line at marshall's Uh, was so long and there was this kid screaming beep beep In like a little thing that looked like a car. And I was just like Could I just walk out with this shirt? Like I don't I will throw more than the shirt costs just down on the counter. But I cannot be in this situation. But I did wait and it was awful.
1: Yeah, we are the same. That is something that would drive me to leave without it. Yeah. Maybe call later.
0: Yeah. I if it I would have left if it had not been a crunch time. Mm-hmm. And then I got the shirt home, and Tim's not going to appreciate me saying this, but he was too fat for it. And so <laughs> what, he didn't even word? end up. The Chinese word? Oh, pong. Oh, yeah. I call him <laughs> oh, that all the time. No. He doesn't like it. I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry. But I also feel you're very little sorry. sympathy for but Tim, yeah, because Tim's sorry. another person where, like, if he just made even the Looks slightest a ep- a effort, apple. <laughs> he'd just be like, no, he, he could lose weight so easily, and he doesn't. He's yeah. fat by choice. That's fine.
1: I do feel that I am. I feel like it's shifted, but I do feel that I am fat by choice. And I know that. I'm aware of yeah. that. My love of tacos is greater than my love of being skinny. And I think and that, I that that's okay. To be loved, even I think though-
0: that that's okay. But Tim's whole thing is that like he's always like, "Oh, no, you can't throw out that shirt that absolutely doesn't fit me because I'm going to fit it again." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, uh, you say that, and we've got a full closet full of things that don't fit you, but uh, I'm not seeing any uh, action on the weight loss front. So, like, yeah. what what direction are we gonna yeah. go here? Are we gonna just like lean in and toss out these clothes and get some stuff that fits you, or are we just gonna keep pretending forever that yeah these will ever fit again? And my situation is not that bad yet. I'm no. I'm veering no. into that territory. No. My tops all still fit, but mm-hmm. the bottoms are the bottoms are getting tight. Yeah. Um, what? Oh, I like this one. And then this will be our last one for this section. What is something you used to believe but don't anymore?
1: Oh, I wish I had more time to think about that one. (laughs) Well, because this is a huge one that I've been talking to my kids about lately. They, Millie, the younger one is the kind of philosopher and she is like what she, she is convinced poor, poor dear is a mini me that she knows everything mm, that she has learned all the lessons And so she has been asking me, what is something that you didn't learn until later Mm. in life that, Mm -hmm. that, you know, now or whatever. And so we've been covering that, but I have the worst short-term memory. So I, I can't come up with all these 10 things we've discussed, but there are a couple that I can probably come up with. Um, one is lifting other people up, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, And not being jealous that someone else being good at something meant that I was going to be not as good or something like that has been, that took me longer than it should have to learn. I, you know, maybe in my twenties I learned that one and, uh, you know, lifting other people up, lifts you up, puts it out into the world and it comes back to you. I believe that, um, give me some examples.
0: Um, Oh, what have people said? Uh, oh, no. See, now I have to <laughs> think. Um, I can't remember anything anyone else said, so I'll talk for myself. I mean, I think, like, physical fitness stuff is, like, yeah, very much, like, sort of, like, I used to believe that, like, you didn't have to work out. and I'm like, oh, no, you have to use your body if you want to be healthy into the future. Um, I think... I used to believe and we've talked plenty about this because I had a full on crisis before I got married. I was very in very, very bad shape. Um, I think I used to believe that getting married was like, well, you'll just settle down and you'll be boring forever and it'll be mm-hmm. awful. And you'll have to tell someone else where you go all the time. And like, <laughs> it'll be the worst. I love this. One. Uh, okay, And that is not luckily what my marriage is like. Um, so I think that was a big shift for me, even like up until the moment that I got married, of being like, yeah, Oh my yeah. God, is this for me? I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Um,
1: that is, that's a great one. And of course, I remember that time. And, um, I, I guess that it, marriage is obviously a big one for me where what I believe is not what was real. Um, my fam my parents are together they got together when they were 18 i thought you get married you stay together forever um so that is something i believed you just were with this person forever everyone in my family there was no one divorced i have a huge family on both sides now there's some cousins that are divorced maybe one uncle or one aunt out of you know 15 aunts and uncles and 40 cousins mm-hmm. Um. You just it just isn't something that happened and none of my friends are divorced like that's just not something they do and um you know the story of when my kid's dad bailed and um it was it was rough and I was in shock and I just I, I still I'm still not right about it you know mm-hmm. nine years later um that I, I, that is something I believed. I thought that marriage was forever. I thought that when somebody, you know, committed like that, that was, um, what it was, you know? And I remember one of the conversations I had after with his mother, she's like, you, you want this guarantee, but you, you can't get it. And I was so just like, she's a lovely person and I, and I love her, but the loss of her is. I was close Mm -hmm. with her it was was just as hard as the loss of my husband um i was like no no wonder no wonder (laughs) he thinks that this is acceptable behavior like no you can guarantee you can control your actions you can have these consequences now that's how i felt with my first husband yeah (laughs) and we know i've had more than one um and so there was this you know my idea of relationships and commitment and the institution of marriage and all those things have changed you know so
0: uh yeah i think it's it's so hard and we've talked about this cuz we were in such different places when i was getting married i mm-hmm. was getting married and you were not divorced but well on the way well yeah. on the way down we that know it was path coming. yeah we know it was and so this I was my second husband. I can't imagine because, knock on wood, hopefully we're not going to get divorced or he dies yeah, or something yeah. like that. I mean, you know, who knows. But, like, to be like, oh, yeah, Tony, I'm having a full meltdown because marriage is scary. And you being like, yeah, well, you'll probably be fine. Also, I'm gay getting- <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like to think I was a little more No, you, than that, but probably You not. were, but yeah. I think that
0: also, like... You know, I think that I'm not going to therapize you, but I will, that when you have, like, the foundation of what you think, like, commitment is and you, like, certainly if I was in the same position of you where, like, I like Tim just pulled the rug out from under me it would completely shift how I felt about the world and like I think it would impact choices moving forward and then you know you okay so you're like well that was crazy and scary so let me go with a super safe person yes and then you realize like oh (laughs) wait (laughs) I didn't like that was a reaction to this sort of other thing so i think it just like it becomes a domino effect of like once that like trust is broken it's i don't know if you can make i think you can but i think a lot of people make poor decisions after i would love to see the statistics about like if people like how many people are divorced once right you know well
1: i don't i don't i in general i think cliches come from somewhere and you know they say like the first time you marry for love the second time you marry for money and the third time you marry for companionship mm-hmm. so I think maybe three I, this oh, is a this is yeah. a loose study based on cliche that I heard yeah. but I think that that's kind of a thing it's you know it's not a saying for no reason yeah well um, I didn't know.
0: marry for money so hopefully right well you married for love it's your first yeah one. I know yeah. gosh and well hopefully, your only hopefully. One. Yeah. fingers crossed But yeah, I think you, the, the problem is right. That you can be a person like you and I are very similar where you're like, well, I'm committed to this 100% and I'll make it work and we'll work on it. But like, if the other person isn't that and you can't control that, right, like, so it's like you can try as hard as you want to, you can, you know, so it has to be both people and for better or worse, you just can't control other human beings. Right. So like. You know, it has to be a two way street because scary. Yeah, I think there's this really touching episode of This American Life. I often tell people to listen to episodes of This American Life and I don't think any human being has literally ever taken me up on it.
1: I love the show. I've probably already heard this one. It's what I do when I'm on road trips. I listen to. Yes, I'm
0: sure that I have. Did you listen to the one about the couples therapist that I sent to you?
1: You sent me one, of maybe, probably. Yeah, yeah, I did. My short-term memory, In, Erica. I don't know. When we
0: were talking about couples yeah. therapy, and there's this really, that's fascinating. That's not the fascinating one I was going to talk about, though. Okay. Uh, it's one that I've listened to a bunch of times, and it's really bizarre. I mean, it's it's the stories that make the best stories, where they're just like, you can relate, but they're also like sort of like these bizarre, like, how is this happening? So the short version, also listen to it, is that a reporter for This American Life, so she is person that worked for the show um was going to move to New York with her boyfriend like U-Haul packed and the night of they backed out and it was just apparent that like he was really not ready to give up what he was doing to move with her to New York and they just thought it wasn't going to work so they broke up she goes to New York alone he stays where he is so he ends up realizing that he made a huge mistake, and he reaches out to a U.S. senator. <laughs> yes. Hmm. That he has these weird connections to, to reach out to his girlfriend who reports on politics for the show and had previously, like, talked to him in that capacity. And the senator thinks it's so weird, but he also has been married for like 40 plus years to his wife and it has like Mm he shares the lair with his wife and she's like no we have to we have to help these young people so like over the period of months both of them are like talking to this old couple that's been married for so many years and this couple like talks about their marriage and like all the troubles they've been through and like all of the things they've learned to these two young people and they end up um she ends up sort of giving him another chance and they end up coming back together. And then like a year later, they re-aired the episode and they ended up getting married. Oh, wow! And so they're like happily married. And it's yeah. just listening to this old, they're like old Southern conservatives, like, but they're so it's just such universal advice you know like they still have fights they still have whatever and she's just like well you make it work because here's the thing you could leave him I could go find another person and then you're going to realize that this other person has
1: the grass is not greener all these other
0: problems like there's always going to be problems and you're just like you're making a choice and I've listened to that episode a lot of times and I think like that's very true but like it has to be both people right on that page of like, we're making a choice. We're making a choice to work. And I think hopefully I have married someone who is also on that same page, but you know, you never know. Like things, things happen. Like people's parents die and they change. And like, you just, I mean, well, I mean, I'm not on the mother-in-law's side of like, you can't have a guarantee, but like Uh, people do change and you, you know, right. Right. And
1: you know, the, I've had this, so I have like one friend that's divorced and remarried and our conversations are so different than like my conversation Mm -hmm. with you, uh, with your first marriage is, you know, we're older and we just don't have the strength to give what we did to our first husbands kind of too. Yeah. So there's, there's. It, you know, I'm not saying my second husband is all his fault, blah, blah, blah. No, we're still friends. I mean, yeah. it's, it was fine. We just both realized exactly what you said. We made some choices. We moved too fast after some really bad. It yeah. was a security thing. Yeah. Uh, very out of character for me, you know. Um, but, you know, my first husband, we came up together, you know, in our 20s. We grew together. He's the father of my children, You know when you're with someone for a long time and especially at a time of your life Mm -hmm. when you're you're really doing so much growing and changing and becoming of who you're going to be um you're you put a you're willing at least i was or am and most people i know you're willing to put up with a lot more of the hard times Mm -hmm. with them or the changes and you try to understand them in a way that you just i just you know yeah, almost fifty. Like I don't have the time or the s- mental capacity to be your therapist and your mother yeah. anymore. Which, you know, uh, is sometimes you know what I'm seeing in older women who mm-hmm. are on their second marriages is what's happening. Is these men need someone to take care of them and just.
0: Well, that's. I mean, that's a position that so I don't many really women generalize
1: are in. that, but it's just yeah. a personal.
0: Yeah, experience, I mean, I've. But. Talked to my therapist, and she's like, This is this is like the constant pattern that women yeah. are in, where they feel like they're sort of like nagging and being the mother to yeah. their husband, and then like their husband resents that, but also like nothing's gonna get done if they don't right. take that position. And, um, yeah, I think that's and hard, the- but that's most the only person I know who is not in that relationship pattern. Um, and we've talked about this, so I don't think she'll mind me saying, but let me know. Emily uh, <laughs> is my friend, Emily, who, uh, dates a man who is significantly older than her. Oh. And he very much takes the position that I take in my relationship of being like the primary, um, you know, making sure the groceries are oh. ordered. He does How the nice. cooking and, um, he, you know, he does like a lot of the planning and, and um like he cooks her breakfast and i'm yeah. just like oh yeah. my god if tim cooked me breakfast i'd be like what <laughs> am i dying have you gotten some <laughs> news that i <laughs> you know and not that he never sure, would sure. but it would be like truly a, a special like, occasion yeah and i'd have to be like
1: here's the menu yeah like and... heavily yeah.
0: hinting like okay i would really like it if like sometimes if we're both home on the weekend i drink iced coffee every morning uh all the time the morning is loose all day and sometimes he'll like make my coffee for me before I get up and I'm like oh what have have I done me, you know and he of course he does like tons of other great things but I think that like so many women are in that position of like the burden of the household tasks is like so heavily on them and then you know like that's great if you're a stay-at-home mom and then maybe that's like the trade-off you're making where you take care of those household things but most of us have full-time jobs right. and then and we're I was doing never that person and that. I
1: don't think you're this person either that that's a presumption but I was always the worker the breadwinner yeah the 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 one with the drive um and I was very resentful of my ex because he would he worked nearby, he would get off work, he would go for a run, he would be in comfy clothes and then he would pick up the kids mm-hmm. from daycare or the the one kid at the time. and and then and then he'd be chilling when I got home from work and I would get home, not get changed out of my work clothes and be responsible for dinner and be res- you know and all that. And so then it's nine o'clock at night. I am doing the child care now. I have made the dinner. I'm still in my work clothes. And he, and he wants to like hang out and have sex and all that. And I'm like, I don't even like you. Yeah. Like, Are you kidding me? I'm exhausted. Like, I, I feel like I'm caring for you. Like another, like th- that, that wasn't a very good story of that example. But for me, I am unfortunately, and I know this about myself, uh, is that like intimacy, like I have to feel, if, if I start to feel like your mama,
0: yeah. It's yeah, not it's, happening it's anymore. It's not sexy like I, to no, be so No, not at small. all.
1: Not at all. It's it's that I need you to like carry some of this for yeah. me. Otherwise, I'll just be on my own. Like, you know, and, and that attitude, again, I didn't have that when I was married the first time as yeah. much as I do now. Now mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? It's pretty nice. Isn't this nice? Look yeah, around. Isn't it is nice. nice. It is.
0: It is. Yeah. It's nice. The lady yeah. done. Me and Nicole often joke when we're mad. We're like, you'll just... We're going to take the nice houses. Yeah. First of all, (laughs) we're going to take the dogs and you two can live in a bachelor pad and we'll have nice things over here Yes, and that'll be fine. I know. Uh, You know, but. All my
1: girlfriends, we are on the, um, you know, this is, this is, this is, this is is one of those areas where maybe you should cut this out, but I just feel bad saying it, but it's the reality. This is the conversation I'm having with women all the time is when our. The ones that are married when our husbands die before us, which is obviously things that happen, which is what happens and or we're divorced or whatever. We are going to live in a commune of other women and or like a golden girls scenario with a a home with multiple masters. I think that's where it's going. One mm -hmm. of my girlfriends, one of her friends just got divorced and she bought a house with her mother and it has two masters. And that's how they're going to live, yeah.
0: you know, I we Nicole and I have actually been talking about this. Um, she just sent me an article the other day about like how more uh, families like, you know, I mean, obviously non-traditional the, you know, LGBTQ couplings mm-hmm. as well. But mm-hmm. let's just say not not single people. Coupled people are choosing to live in these like I forget what they call them, like intentional communities. Oh. There's two in Minnesota and there's a bunch more being planned. Ooh, and I it's like I've these little um so each person has their individual house, but like the things like the cooking mm-hmm. and the cleaning and the childcare are shared amongst yes. And there's so much about that that makes sense. I mean, obviously, that is how things used to be more, and in a lot of cultures still Are, is absolutely where you know. And I think I just had a cultural panel. Um, you didn't attend, Tony, but I wasn't invited here. Uh, yes, you were. Are you a member of Mar? You absolutely. Oh, were. I didn't see it. Did you not see your millions of Mar emails no, about which it? Which one? I, I deleted them yeah, all. Okay, I,
1: you know, another topic. Oh,
0: um, another. but we we were just talking about like it was about like best practices um, in real estate f- for different cultures because in Minnesota of course we have like a large Somali population a large Hmong population and just kind of like well, how can we as realtors serve these underserved communities and mm-hmm. be you know um, yeah just best practices yeah. and the Somalian panelist he was so insightful and he was saying that like a, a huge issue in the Somalian community is that they're coming from a place where your kids were helped, you know, right. watched by other people. Yeah. And so maybe you had a kid, um, and religiously and culturally, that was just the expectation there but having eight kids was so much easier because your mom lives with you you know probably cousins and you're all sort of helping watch it and then they come here and they have eight kids and there's no housing that supports a family of eight and the the jobs that they're able to get can't financially support a family of eight with the money you would need to rent Mm -hmm. a place that has Mm -hmm. eight kids and so how it's just such a difficult transition because yeah I think that communal structure you know obviously you know privacy is mm-hmm. is less and there's downfalls and there's reasons that we all live like this but I am very intrigued by the idea of like communal living especially when I'm it comes too. to child and, care
1: and I think well yeah especially for child care now it's different my kids are older but um you know families are bigger and now you don't have that so many people I mean I Guess how many times I've paid for a babysitter? One time, ever.
0: That's crazy. Isn't that
1: crazy? Yeah. Um, but I'm totally blessed with my mother, my mother-in-law being close by. Um, my sister lives on the other side of the lake, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so there's just us, but it's been this, you know, also all my kids had all my friends had kids at the same time as me. So it's like, we'll just bring the kids. You know, we used to. Yeah,
0: I know. I feel like that's the other part of the plan you have to get on is like, let's all just have a baby at the same time. Yes. We and didn't do it, we'll necessarily it up.
1: intentionally, but it was it was huge. It was a, made a huge difference. I mean, when the first kids were born, especially it allowed us to like still get together. We would have like game night and put them all in their little bouncy chairs and they love the noise and yeah. we just drink beer and
0: yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I know. And I'm, I'm at that point where I'm sure friends of mine that have uh, kids will listen to this, some of them, and please don't be offended. But there is stuff where people are like, can I bring my kids? And I'm like, no, yeah. you can't. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. You can't bring your kids everywhere. Like, this is a nighttime adult person party. Right, like, right. You, you can't bring your kids here. Yeah. You shouldn't bring your yeah. kids here. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, I, I think that I'm I'm a different type of person than some people, Um, but I'm sure that more I'll be like, oh yeah, well I want to bring my kid here so I don't have to worry about it. I'm like, I was
1: actually thinking about this 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 morning about you when you have children because um, tell me tell me Tony, what's
0: my life gonna be?
1: I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, it could go many many ways. That's the that's the thing about it is we can talk about it all we want, and until we're in the thick of it, you really can't say. You know, and that's kind of my point is I was a person who was like, oh, you know, I was thin when I was. I'm like, I am going to be the cutest pregnant (laughs) lady ever. I'm going to have this little basketball and I'm going to walk around in my sundresses. It's going to be wonderful. And then a baby's going to come and like physically it's not going to be an issue. I'm not afraid of childbirth. I'm not afraid of. I, I was like the best babysitter on the block. The kids would come by and chant my name. I was not worried about it at all. Nightmare. Total opposite thing happened to me. I was like 225 when I was pregnant, 230. Um, coming from, at the time, I was probably, I started at like 145. Um, so that's a lot yeah, of pounds. That's, that's a that's lot a of lot pounds. a lot of stress on my the My daughter was over 11 pounds, came out my vagina. That was not great. Yeah. Um, and I had postpartum depression. I looked at this giant monster, you know, while I was pregnant, even though I was like, there had to be something wrong. Hindsight, my first baby, I didn't know what to expect, mm-hmm. but... It was a terrible labor. It was a terrible pregnancy. You know, now I know that, but I didn't know that at the time. It just, I was like, well, this sucks worse than I thought it was going to. Am I, am I bad at this? Like, what's the deal? The labor was terrible. The birth was terrible. Postpartum depression. All this time I thought, oh, I'm gonna have this little, little red haired baby bird baby and she came out and she was like a monster and she had like <laughs> I didn't even I mean the first thought in my head was like I said out loud she doesn't look like either of us <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just let you guess what I really thought yeah in my head. it was not it yeah. was not like this whole picture perfect moment that we see all the time and then I was like I couldn't bond with her I was like who is this monster and um it took a hot second for me, and I had all this confidence, and and I was mad. I was mad. Like, why didn't anyone tell me this was going to suck so bad? Like, because everybody at the time that I knew yeah. was like, it's wonderful. You're so blessed. And I was, and I wouldn't take it back by any means, and she's lo- a lovely, lovely human being, and um, the world's lucky to have her, but y- it was a it was a yeah. road. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe. Okay. So I'm, I think things are looking good for me because I am very afraid of all of those things. Great. I have zero (laughs) confidence. You know, the expectation thing. Uh, So, you know, maybe I I guess it could be worse, but. Well, uh, and then you
1: never know too. So my other piece of that was in my inner circle of friends, almost all of us had kids except for two people. And then. One still does not. And then in her early 40s, I think she might have been 40, she had a a daughter. She was always the one that was like, do not bring your kids to my house. Do not, like, I cannot believe so-and-so, you know, had to bring her child here to have, like, one glass of wine and then left. Like, hell yeah, that mom (laughs) needed one glass of wine. Um, Now, I love her so much. Uh, her child is her world more so than any, our ch- mm-hmm. any of the rest of the 10 of us children ever were to us Um, she she gets it now right she gets it yeah she, she sees this she understands that it's not easy it's difficult co-parenting is difficult uh but she's taken it a step farther like it's comical how her child is four she still breastfeeds uh, oh boy you know no. that's a whole hot topic yeah but um they didn't you know they didn't go on vacation overnight without her until she was like three she only goes to her grandparents to be taken care of like there's no you know oh boy the, yeah, yeah the mar- I... you know the marriage suffers the yeah your personal you lose yourself to these kids but like now I'm to the point where my kids are getting older Addie's got a I wasn't gonna say names. Yeah, I think older you one. already
0: did earlier did. too. Oh, no, whatever. Yeah.
1: Uh, the older one, <laughs> she has a phone now, and she's oh, got she could this, download like... this
0: podcast. <laughs> Do you have yes, parental controls? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I'm p- of parental, course, are you yeah, kidding. I know.
1: Um, but uh, you know, she's already like I can feel it coming. Where where they're like they don't need their mom as much anymore. Yeah, yeah. and like,
0: ooh. I know. But see, I don't know. I don't know. I have dogs. I have lots of dogs. Sure. Uh and so here's a thing that I feel like I have an idea of how I will react to children based on how I react to my dog. Which is that I only want one child, which people think is comical, but also as an only child, I feel like People don't get it that aren't only children because they're like, well, you'll change your mind. It's like, "Mm, I don't know, because I know that being an only child is pretty great. And you guys all think it's like some terrible burden. And it's (laughs) not. It's the best. But they're like, you'll change your mind. And I think the only way I would change my mind is like I and I've spoken to my husband about this and he is on board with it. He has less of a calling to it than I do. I feel like I have like an internal calling to adopt, like, a much older child.
1: Love it. Um, I see that.
0: I have t- told him in the past that I would adopt a 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's a little past my line. But... Um, he's definitely open to it. So I see that as being the only way that I would have a second child. Now, if we go back to the dog scenario, I got one dog. Right. And I love that dog. And I was like, oh, maybe I do want another dog. But I didn't get another dog. I, in fact, started fostering puppies, which has scratched my second dog itch. And people all the time are like, oh, I could never do it. Oh, I foster failed. We're not foster failing. We have two of the fucking cutest puppies I've ever seen in my life. We've had a lot of puppies. These two puppies take the cake. They are so adorable. And they're only five weeks old. And so, like, you're just like, I have to be your mommy. And they're so cute. I have zero desire to adopt these dogs, though. Like, I totally am just okay, like, having one and then, like, helping others. And I think that while children are obviously different, that is just sort of my personality. I can... I don't think I'm a person who's ever been like, I'm called to be a mom. I right. must be a right. mom. Like, I could just be like, oh, what if I help these kids on their way? And if they don't, if I like adopted a 16 year old and just like helped them to become an adult, like I would feel totally fine with that. I Absolutely. don't need them to be like, you're my mom and right. I love you. Like, I could just be like, I'm a person that's helping you. Like, we're family. You don't ever have to see me as like your mom, right. you know? So I think I just have an ability to be different tim would like two children but mm-hmm. he also doesn't have a vagina <laughs> so that's gonna be yeah. a hard pass for yeah. me because i yeah. don't enjoy any of the ideas of being pregnant i like drinking i want to drink yeah not drink yeah. for nine months Listen, and then breastfeed when i discovered
1: non-alcoholic beer my whole life changed really i you would think that that's silly mm-hmm. and whatever but it i remember the first time i had one it was someone's birthday we were at the local and it was like 10 o'clock, which was, you know, when especially when you're like six months pregnant, not yeah. having it. Yeah. And I was like, I'll take a, oh, duals or whatever it was. Caliber. That's what it was called. Caliber. See how, see how excited I am. I, it changed my <laughs> life. I stayed out that night till like 1 or 2 a.m. with my Calibers and felt like myself felt like a normal person so you know that was okay well i'll
0: keep that one in my my back pocket for here's uh, my here's
1: my pregnancy hot tip drink any (laughs) beer
0: well you got i'm not gonna get any prizes i mean oh my god it's i think yeah it's a nightmare uh and when I do talk to my friends who are currently pregnant or recently pregnant, they're like, Oh no, it sucks. Like oh. it it's it sucks. Like
1: everybody's experience is different. I know I know all kinds of people But particularly remember... the not
0: drinking. Like I've yet to oh, come across oh. someone who's been like oh, oh no, cry. I like don't even miss it. I'm just living my best life. Like, no. no. It might be like the food. You might like stop drinking oh and then be like, oh, I feel so good. Oh. I didn't even know. I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean look, I'm open to anything, but I like I like to have a drink. Tony, so do I. we are at fifty eight minutes and we have not gotten Just to the cut meat all of that our part podcast. Out. Just cut all which out. is the top three things that you are looking to improve this year. Okay. So uh what what are the top three things you're looking to improve? so as you saw i was working on Mm -hmm. my vision board
1: Mm -hmm. um, i saw that for 2020 i don't really um you know i do goals and Mm -hmm. not um resolutions Mm and
0: we're going to talk about that later too okay i have a news article Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah
1: uh the you know reflecting on 2019 and 2018 you know was this uh a change. It was. It was a time for change, um, but, and and self care and travel and all of those things, and like I maybe took that a little too far. Is mm-hmm. how I'm feeling mm-hmm. right now. Is mm-hmm. I, uh, I I do. I guess I do things wholly, and I I wouldn't describe myself that way. But if I'm objectively looking at it, like I'm go 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 or stop. Like there, I'm having tr- that whole balance, mm-hmm. that whole work life balance that people talk about. Um, that being said, that's not one of my goals, (laughs) work life balance, I guess, in a way. So doing my vision board, what we did this year is words. So I can't really say I can, I can tell you my three words. How is that? Yeah, that's good. Okay. So, um, one of my words is routine. Mm -hmm. So that kind of comes from that getting the exercise, doing the work. I mean, I'm self-employed, you're Mm self-employed. I now don't have an office to go to with office mates and that has been a realization for me. I thought that would be no problem. It is a problem. I'm lonely-ish or not even lonely, but I get, I'm happy being by myself when I'm not with clients, but I am so easily distracted. Oh, Mm -hmm. here's my book. Oh, I need to do these dishes. Oh, you know. There's a volunteer opportunity over here. You know, I'll do all those things to avoid the parts of my work that I don't like. Whereas when I was going to an office, it was easier to knock those things Mm -hmm. out. So for me, how I'm going to accomplish a lot of goals, such as the exercise, the food, the work, is a routine. And having this routine and sticking to the routine is going to be, you know, the Mm -hmm. trick. That's one of my words. Yeah. Do you want any other words? I mean,
0: we can do it anyway. We can talk okay. about that one. I'll and just then give you all the words. One. Give, give yeah. Give it, it me. to me all. Okay.
1: Another word is um. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It's hard. Words are not my thing. Numbers are my thing. Um. So I'm gonna say less. So less is one of my things. So my book pile that you mm-hmm. saw. Um, one of my goals is to have. uh to, to read right yeah to, to a book so my my goal is 36 books um and three a month mm-hmm. and so one is my book club book mm-hmm. one is a book from my shelf uh-huh. and one is a kind of self-growth book whether business personal or whatever also books from my shelves so yes. I have stacks of books around and I'm like why do I need to go buy more books I need less stuff i need less books that over there people cannot see this but that is my capsule wardrobe so i'm Uh trying to like i have bags and bags you're talking earlier about your clothes i'm thinking in my head erica should go through these clothes before i should tony gives me
0: some great clothes sometimes just
1: uh so right so there's my i i need i need less i need less stuff i need less i need to use what i have i have I have one of those deep remember we got a cow oh, once. Oh, we got a cow. We need to get a cow. cow again. I did use get. up my cow, but I, I need to use what I have. We have all this, you know, food. You know, we go shopping all the time. Like, why don't I force myself to use this can of beans that's in the back, you know, that sort of stuff. I just wanna start I'm feeling um cluttered in my home, you mm-hmm. know, where I'm feeling like I need to create the space to not focus on cleaning, not focusing on, you know, and I can do that when I have less stuff. I know that about myself. I don't keep things in storage. I don't have clothes in storage Mm -hmm. aside from my Goodwill pile. I don't have um, any of that. So, so less. And then less, what actually inspired that whole less thing also was um, this, when I was in Miami, in the fall, we went to this art installation and they were giving out these postcards and you can see it. Mm-hmm. It says "Fearless," oh, and yeah, it's, it's like fearless, but it's also fear less mm-hmm. the way they did it. And that was kind of, that was supposed to go on my vision board, but visually it did not fit. So now it's back on the bulletin board. Mm-hmm. But, um, so less fear, le- less of all these things, less of these things that are weighing us down is is that. Um, and then the third word, I mean, I have like five words, but I'll just give you three is I'm going to say enough, that, um, and that one is kind of based in, you know, they always say, treat others the way you want to be treated. And that is not my problem. My problem is treating myself the Mm -hmm. way that I treat others. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you come to me with a problem, I like to think that I look at that with no judgment and you can tell me anything and I'm still going to love you and try to lift you up. And I don't do that to myself. I, I, you know, I'm like, why are you thinking this way? Why are you doing this? Oh, you should be doing this instead. And you you know, I beat myself up over mm-hmm. this stuff and and so I want to look at myself, you know, through someone's eyes who loves me, you know, you know, and, and yeah. say you are enough. You are good the way that you are. Um you know, it's all it's all contradictory. I feel like this is a this is a this is a thing in our society, too. So, uh, you know, everyone's like, you got to learn to say no, you got to learn to say no. And then there's this whole other thing that's like, just say yes to everything. (laughs) You know, I've got one of the books in the pile is that um, Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. And uh, I've read half of it. And it's good. And it's good. And I feel but I feel like I've already kind of experienced both the say no movement. Mm -hmm. and, And uh and the say yes movement and I've kind of said okay I do now say no to like it's very hard for me to resist you get the email oh we need soccer coaches mm-hmm. it, in the past I would have been like sign me up and then I'd be like I don't want to do that why am I doing that I've gotten really good at saying no and then I've gotten really good at saying yes you know do you want to go on this vacation it costs ten thousand dollars yep I don't yep. have ten thousand dollars <sighs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna go on that anyway. Yes, yeah. so I feel like I'm doing a good job of that, of living mm-hmm. my life that way. But um, but yeah, so I, I it's it's tough, you know, to find that. It's all balance, you know. It is. It to... is.
0: I I do think all sort of three of your words, uh, they you know, it's like streamlining. You're trying to streamline your yeah. life, right? Yeah. Routine. Yeah. Having less stuff. And then being sort of satisfied with yourself yeah. and where you're yeah. at. I think theme. that they are very connected. Uh, also, I've read many of these books. Let me take a peek because <laughs> I am a self-help book junkie, I know which is are. why I so, have a book or a podcast yeah. on...
1: Disclosure is that, okay, so these are my little weirds. books from my shelf. These are my like personal growth yeah, self help books. Are so I I've will read. tell you that all of these things have been given to me, or I have acquired over the years, or and I have not read. So um, for one reason or another,
0: um, I think you'll like the Millionaire Real Estate Agent, but I did not. I oh. yes, you because I like it, and you didn't. Yes, because I have no desire to have a team, and oh. it's very like because you know well, like how yeah. do you make a million dollars a year as an agent without having a t- having a team sure. you know it yeah. it kind of And you have that to. is
1: the way of that company
0: uh yes you know, and also the, the, the one thing this. um i that's did not that's not that too yes yeah. i did not find it super helpful to okay. be honest girl wash your face i think has some really good stuff in it but there is like a religious undertone that I did not so love. So that is
1: why it is still on my shelf. I did yeah. not know that. That one and then this this but, this great Oh, one thousand gifts. Yeah, I haven't is read also that. religious. Um and I didn't know that. But and then the other two fell down there. What are they? One is the five, the five things. Oh yeah. And I can't I can't see what the other ones are. Um, they on the stairs. Yeah.
0: I have an addiction <laughs> to self help books because I really think that you can take so much from a lot of them. You don't have to take everything. Um, but there are things to take from all of them, which I is I I really like the tone of Girl, Wash Your Face and particularly the first half of the book. Okay. I did make the girls in my book club read it because okay. they are aware that we never read books that I want to read. Mm-hmm. And so they humored me and read some self-help books. <laughs> uh, well, you
1: are, I mean, because like I have, you know, three books on my, what do you call the
0: the book listening? Um, um Audible.
1: Audible. Yeah. I and I have one that, is unfuck yourself that you told me to listen to. Yes, and I struggled. You
0: struggled. I, because
1: I, I it, like hurry it. up, hurry it, up, talk faster. So I had to do, speed it up. Yeah, you have to and speed it up. I still couldn't do it. Um, so my that's my problem with books on tape. Like I, another person is suggesting that I listen to these, yes. listen to books. And I'm like, it gets it done I a lot faster. Can't do I want to, I want, you know, in all these self-help books, I can't stand list, like listening to people talk about themselves yeah. like, in, in some ways you know and so it's that's what i feel like the tone is when i read these things um, um give me a checklist give me a
0: give me some bullet points you should read your badass at making money okay that is one of my favorite self-help books and i've tried to make my friends listen to it and they are like but we don't have jobs like you we can't make money but the whole point of the book is first of all it's very applicable to other Areas of your life, although it is sort of focused on money. There is also you are a badass, but I actually like you are a badass at making money better. Um and that one I think you'll appreciate in the paper book because there are like at the end of the chapters, there are like, okay, write three things. There's like prompts and stuff. So I think that you would like that. And anyone listening, I highly recommend it. Um Well, also... So I'll read it in 2021
1: because I've oh. already got my full list oh, no. unless it ends up as... Have you
0: read any Brene Brown books?
1: So she's on. she was on my short list too. You like her. I know somebody I else who loves do. her. I
0: do. My therapist actually turned me on to it, which mm. is why I was thinking when you were saying like you are enough. And it's also going to feed into the article that I picked out for our news section, which I think you're going to like as well. But she is all about vulnerability, which is something I am very much not good at. And Sains. I feel like that all feeds together of being like, I'm not okay, but that's okay. right? And I think that, like, that is a big problem for me. And Brene Brown is all about, like, vulnerability. And somehow, so my therapist told me about this. She's like, oh, you should really do this because obviously you have some problems. And... <laughs> She didn't say that, but I now realize in retrospect, like, yeah, okay. Um, But now Brene Brown's having a bit of a moment from what I understand. She has like a Netflix thing. Yeah, yeah um but yeah I just She's think like yep. it's very powerful to like some people find it very easy to be vulnerable and I think you and I are people that are like nope I have everything together and yep. I yeah I have no yep. problems at all yes. and I just <laughs> I'm doing very well I can handle absolutely everything and then like yes. if you can't then you're very hard on yourself about that thing right. when again of course you would literally never say that to another person right. like if a person came to you and like had problems you'd be like well I don't know what your problem is is get it together this was
1: my enough this is the treat yourself the way you treat other people because that's exactly it is if someone so I've been trying to consciously think that way and say if I'm having a problem today and this is my problem if Erica came to me with this problem today how would I respond and then try to treat myself Mm -hmm. that way and um it's tough you know Yeah. When you're used to being
0: like, bucket up. It's really tough. And I think that's like, I have been more open both on this podcast and in my friendships of just being like, this thing in my life isn't going super well. And then you're surprised by how often you like your friends like, oh yeah, I totally relate to that. This thing in my life also is not going super well. And like the connections that you form from just like being vulnerable and being admitting that you're not right doing super well i think it's very powerful but it's hard but i think i i have gotten a lot better at it in some ways but in some ways i'm still like
1: i think when you've spent a lifetime not being that way it's gonna take some time 2019 i did the same absolutely the exact same thing as you where i was trying to so it was like if i feel something just say it if something's giving me anxiety just Mm -hmm. say it like if i'm you know, and I really try to do that. If, if my, if I'm not doing great, just say mm-hmm. it. And um, some of my friends will talk about, this is related to what I was saying earlier is when I had my first child, I was not doing well. And I showed up at book club and it was the first time they were all meeting her. And I walked in and they were like, oh my God, oh my God, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. And I started sobbing and I said I am not okay and every single one of them will tell you that they remember that so vividly because I think it was such a shock you know especially Mm -hmm. coming from me to be like not not okay nope (laughs) and you know they all you know took me in and embraced me and like why would I think they would do anything different or what what happened in my life that I'm so you know and I've gone straight back to that that was like a moment right like I, I am better about it but um but I've tried to do that. If I, if you're feeling something, that's okay, and and just say it. And if, and trying to open myself up to love and things like that, yeah. you know, and and just, you can't do that if you're not vulnerable, really. Mm-hmm. So there
0: must be, I don't know. There's it's a hard change. Yeah, it's a hard change. But I also think that like and this uh, really I picked a great article for today Uh, because I think that it's important to be like I'm not perfect but I'm better than I was because acknowledging the small steps that you're taking is really I think that's another thing that's hard for people who are kind of like super driven super perfectionist to be like like my therapist will often be like look like look at where you were then to where you are now and that's huge and You know like you not that i wouldn't but i don't think people would be super interested in hearing about my specific uh you know obsessive compulsive mental panicky issues Mm -hmm. but to be like you still have some of this but like look at how far you've come and like what if you could refocus on like not i'm not far enough but like of the part that you came and I think they talk about that a lot in self-help books and I think that that is like the best way to keep yourself encouraged to keep making changes right Mm -hmm. because it's it's just like weight loss like if you ate nothing but salads and exercise every day like how long would you last if you didn't lose a pound right you know yeah like you have to see like oh "Oh, yeah I'm not where I want to be but like Mm -hmm. the scale's ticking down otherwise you would just never yeah You'd never take that's the effort true. to do that's it. That's a good point. Yeah. So be gentler on yourself, Tony. I, it's in my, <laughs>
1: it's, it's on my, it's on my list. I know. I know. I There's think, awareness I think that's, that's a
0: happening. good list. And I think it's kind of like the exercise thing where I'm like, that's so bizarre. Like how do people like live and they just don't exercise? Like for me being intentional and like mindful about like my goals and things I want to do is such a big part. And I think for a lot of self-employed people, it has to be yeah, right. Cause yeah. we, like have to think about those things. And then I have friends or we were at the gym the other day and he was like, okay, it was like, you know, it was like the 31st. And he's like, let's go around and do names and say what, what's on your list of goals for, and more than half of the class was like, I haven't really thought about it. And I'm like, uh, what, uh, what, what have you been thinking about? What do you mean? You All just like thinking about goals and business planning and uh-huh. like goal setting all the time. And I really love talking about that stuff so I like to you know always like drawing that out of my friends and being like but it's so weird to me that there are people who are just like
1: yeah another year I don't know but a part of it has to be the line of work that we're both in and then we're probably in this line of work partially because of that I think that's very insightful yes before the horse type scenario Yeah. yeah um you know some people don't and and I have to I, I'm not gonna lie like sometimes I'm like oh god they paid me a lot of money to sit at that desk and drink my coffee it's sometimes yeah. quite tempting to to go back to that but um you know I do think you have to be a person that I don't I don't think you would be happy sitting at a desk and no. you know and I and I wasn't clearly so
0: um I'm just gonna show you this is um this is my goals for January look how big and this is a action checklist week by week I love it for those of you who can't see it I have a very similar there are multiple pages to it so like when people are like yeah I don't know like what I'm doing or what my goals are I'm like uh what what do you mean you know and then I like feed this into an app that reminds me of things and there's like a whole system and of course my husband is the kind of person who would never do this but by virtue of (laughs) of just being married to me, like I, yeah, I make him do it, yeah. and I'm like, oh, there are people out there that don't think about this stuff, and like, you know, I think that a lot of people do make resolutions at the year, but sure. like, I am making like daily, weekly, monthly goals throughout the entire year, right? And of course, I don't hit many of them, obviously. <laughs> obviously, well, was, but that was like, one of my
1: questions: is so, how do you? So I'm an over scheduler, and I'm an over yes. I'm a list maker for sure. I love me a good checklist. My thing that you've got there is in an Excel
0: spreadsheet. I love my mm-hmm. Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, I don't know how you work Excel.
1: But um, I my problem is, is I have too many things. Yes. All yes. the time. Yes, And it's like, it's daunting some days to look at that list and go, oh God. And like a place where you and I are different, I know that if I don't have this stuff done by say 10, 30, 11 a.m., it's going to be exponentially harder for me to do it. Like as the day go, goes on, it's just not, yeah, I slow down. My life just looks different, you know, during the afternoons and the evenings. So
0: yeah, it's, it's, I mean, that's a struggle. You listened to the podcast I did and I think that that was like a lot of just sort of like, but I'm not, I'm not going to be like, I am 32 and I'm not going to be on time to things. And that is something that I've accepted about my life. Um, Not that I don't try, uh, but like the reality is like, I just, I'm not going to change certain (laughs) things. Like I'm always going to have too much on my plate, right? So So do you
1: think though, that's a pretty big one, not being on time, like as a professional. It's so bad. Well, okay.
0: I'm better about it with clients. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I have, it, it feeds into the being overscheduled because i am always like not always i do shut down at night so like i definitely have a point this is why i need to drink tony okay uh, <laughs> because i have like a point in the evening that's probably much later than your point in the evening <laughs> where i'm like okay. is it after
1: 2 p.m. yeah yeah <laughs> okay, it's it very is. far yes. after 2
0: p.m. <laughs> uh where i'm like okay i'm I'm going to sit down. I'm going to have a drink. I'm going to watch 90 Day Fiance and just turn my brain off and and I'm done. Right. Yeah. So I do relax. I do have that free time. But like during the day up until that point, like every moment I have is a moment to be working on something. Sure. And so I'm not ever like, oh, it's going to take 20 minutes to get there. I'll leave 30 minutes early because I'm like, that means I have 10 more minutes to I always have the best of intentions. Like, I'm like, sure. okay, it's going to take 20 minutes <laughs> to get there. So I'm going to leave exactly 20 minutes before but I need to can't be there. you can find your shoes. And then, yeah, anything that happens, traffic, like, yeah. uh, you know, then it just makes me late. Yeah. So that's the problem. And, like, I've made myself late before when I was going to be early somewhere by, like, <laughs> being like, oh, I'm going to be five minutes early. I should stop for coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like yeah. – Because I –
1: Love it when someone shows up late with a Starbucks in their hand. Yeah. Uh, Well, I obviously I'm not going to show my
0: client that, but, uh, (laughs) and it's not, (laughs) I, I am. I think my clients would tell you I am better with them, but not perfect. Certainly I'm Mm -hmm. still late to things sometimes, but like things where it's like the only person who is affected is me, such as like showing up late to the gym. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Sure. Fine. But I will say I'm not egregiously late. Like, I I try to keep it ten minutes and under. Sure, twenty minutes. Now that's just that's just that's absurd. Too much. Because if you're twenty long minutes long. late, you you truly just haven't planned at all right. to yes to be somewhere. Well, there's a whole. I mean, there's a whole
1: group of people that think that lateness is a disrespect. I mean, I that's know. kind of a big deal.
0: But I'm gonna move to Italy, where yeah, they don't care. Where they don't care. Yeah. I'm gonna move to a different okay. culture. Yeah, <laughs> but I also. I think it's a it's a you know I don't know if I can justify it but I do think that like sometimes clients will text me and be like oh my god I'm running five minutes behind and I'm just like whoa calm down this ain't no big deal yeah. like don't get yourself wound <laughs> you up even over even me. Five over five minutes, minutes. Yeah, yeah like I would just sat here for five minutes yeah. you know like I think There's probably a middle ground, but I do think that like, what is five minutes in your car, looking at your phone for five minutes? Like you're fine. Um, Most
1: of the time I agree. I mean, but uh, as a person that is a scheduler and a planner, sometimes I have it planned. So if I'm, if you're late to my thing, I'm going to be late to my next thing. Mm.
0: Yes. I, I do think that that can be problematic. But like I said, really, the lateness for me comes out mostly in things that I'm not affecting other people with. And if like let me just pull up our text message conversation, <laughs> because I am also very intentional because I know that I'm late in that I said to you, I can be to your house by 1230 ish.
1: I did notice the yes yep. see now that. that's fine
0: that has see, now the expectation is I'm probably not going to be there right at 12 30 yeah. and in fact today I would have been here at 12 30 there was this man at the gym who would not stop talking to me and if by some weird twist of fate Joe you are listening to this I loved our conversation we were talking about dogs we we're talking <laughs> like but like it gets to a point where it's like I don't know how to stop you right now yeah. but I need to leave yeah I can't stop you, but also like I need to go. And so look, often it's not my fault. I was late to the gym because I have puppies. I don't I don't know. It's sure. But then what I don't like is people who are hours late to things. Who's hours late to
1: things? People.
0: Yes. 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 But just
1: don't at that point, if someone's gonna be an hour late and be like, Cancelled.
0: This is like family things where they're not the only person there. Okay. So but what happens is, like, let's say Christmas, for example. This is purely (laughs) hypothetical. Purely an example. Yes. Uh the time goes out that we are going to eat at eleven. Okay. But I know there is literally no universe in which we are going to eat at eleven. Okay. So I'm not going to show up at 11. Sure. And now you've created this weird thing where it's like, mm. I don't want to sit there for 3 hours before we eat. Mm. So, and I know we're not going to eat at 11. So now I'm going to be late to adjust for other people's lateness because I want to sit there while no one's there. It's and this is
1: a vicious cycle.
0: Yes, I don't. Yeah. This is this is something that happens a lot with our family events where it'll be like, okay. There was within the last year, a child's birthday party. I'm um, My guess would be the designated start time was 6 or 7 p.m. It's pretty late. We did not open presents or eat cake until 10 p.m. That's very late. That's party. very late, isn't mm-hmm. it? Now, this mm-hmm. particular child is a teen, but all the cousins mm-hmm. and such are not mm-hmm. teens. There were many children there, mostly yeah. children, yeah. in fact. Uh, And so now... I'm looking at an invite that says six and I'm thinking, well, there's no no, way that we're going to.
1: My family. Okay, so something we don't mess around with in my family is the eating time. Mm. So if we are going to eat at one is what it says. We are going to eat at one. Oh, yeah.
0: This is not. But so. so
1: but the party starts at 11. So you may arrive anytime you'd like between 11 and 1 so 11 is on time Mm -hmm. but then you have a two-hour window Mm -hmm. to get your butt there
0: oh see i could absolutely work with and you better
1: not have an important potluck item oh and come past one let me
0: just tell you i yes no 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 i would never i i have very strong feelings on potluck items (laughs) and when they get somewhere um you can't you can't have a staple item and not show up on time right you can't do that Here's the thing. Just don't sign up for a staple yeah. item. Bring uh, a bag of chips. Yeah. Who, someone backed out of our Friendsgiving, and they had a key item. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Have I not made it clear enough <laughs> over many years that just don't, don't. Yeah. If you don't know if you're going to be there, g- grab a pack of cookies. Because, right. no. Right. Yep. It was the green bean casserole. <gasps> dun, dun. I don't even remember who it was, to be totally honest. All I remember was that I was like, anyone else could have made that. Literally anyone else could have taken that.
1: This is Minnesota. You do not. No. You are not in charge of the green bean casserole and then not show up.
0: There have been many mishaps in the Friendsgivings where (sighs) I have declared uh, angrily uh, one year a person who is the flakiest person ever for some reason. Picked up the macaroni and cheese, and I said, for the weeks leading up to it, this person's not coming. They're <laughs> not coming. I know they're not coming. This person's not showing up. And guess what? They, they didn't show up. And now, you know who makes the macaroni? I make the macaroni. Nice. You gotta I, know what you can live without and what
1: you can't live without. Yeah. I mean,
0: no, I. Look, at least make a backup. I'm not a monster. I'm just a person who is frequently up to 10 minutes late for things. Okay. Very rarely. Up to 15, but never, (laughs) never past 15 unless it's an intentional adjustment for my family who will not be eating for several hours after they say they're eating. And that is where I'm cutting it for this half. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, As per usual, please, please, please click subscribe. Also, if you enjoy this podcast, share with a friend. Let somebody know steal their phone, and download it. Oh, gosh. The dogs are acting crazy. Um, Yeah, please. I have a lot of goals for this year. I need downloads. Oh, my dogs are being insane now. Benny, I'm trying to be a professional. Oh, my God. So, I also have a Patreon. It has one single tier and that is $2 per month. And for those $2, I shout you out on the podcast. Right now, I have one single Patreon. He is my friend and former podcast guest, Robbie Sims. Robbie Sims, thank you for starting me off. Let's keep the momentum going. Let's keep it strong. You can find me on Patreon, uh, search for Needs Improvement. You can like the Facebook page at Needs Improve. And I highly suggest that you go to the Instagram and follow. Instagram is Needs Improvement Pod, all one word. Now, why would you want to do that? Because when you go to the Instagram, you are going to see a picture of Tony. if you're curious what she was looking like. We're going to post that picture of her from when she was 21 that she was talking about. We're also going to post the embarrassing photo of me when I was 16 that we were talking about. I'm also going to post the note page that Tony was scribbling on while we were talking. So hot, hot content over there, guys. Take yourself over to Instagram. Yes, please. I believe that's all for now and again there will be part two dropping next Wednesday one week from today so I'm sure you've already clicked subscribe so it's just going to go straight to your phone Uh, look forward to you hearing the conclusion